This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Zach, and I play a large scale dream. A half high elf blade singer wizard, member of the Weaver's Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandemonium. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.11, the unknown associates of Grimton Steady Hand explored Haven, a safe house belonging to a band of forest gnomes called the Davrama. Alaris and Morlinde found the intense rave atmosphere and pounding trap music of a subterranean gay bar a bit overwhelming and left their red cape and warden scout companions behind in order to explore the network of tunnels. The Fade Arc echoes with fantastic stories and legends and rich festivals that have been around as long as anyone can remember. One such tradition is the ritual presentation of Honeycomb to a local spirit, which acts as a kind of theatric mockery and reenactment of religious traumas of the past that the Tavrama are still working through. That sacrament has been interrupted by a pack of kobolds currently occupying their village on the surface and our heroes being heroes have agreed to help out in order to earn their keep and that's where we'll pick up so to paint this scene the four of y'all are are standing in front of z and the three priests z says okay so i'm skeptical about the necessity of this ritual uh i have thought about it and how we could make it work if it did need to happen i'm just like playing with the theory and stuff walk with us to the sacristy and i'll explain okay, okay. The, the what the sacristy it's where we keep all the sacred stuff and there were like ritual garments and like the candles that we're not using you know okay. stuff like that yeah. right sounds good oh boy Auric is drunk, very And drunk. the Ormains, well, one of the Ormains. The Ormains and Alril have decided to stay behind and, you know, actually be NPCs for once. So they're in line for more beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. In line for more beer. Is this going to be like where they're in line, but like indefinitely, kind of like we were at that one bar? 100%. So there are two physical entrances to Haven. One connects us to the Underdark and is always lined with booby traps. The other connects us to the surface of the cusp, and we're able to turn that one on and off as needed. Now, unfortunately, the kobolds uh, know that that entrance exists, and we're pretty sure that they're watching it. And while I'm sure that they would love to break into Haven if given the chance, I'm willing to bank, and quote me on this, that if you step out that they would be more preoccupied fighting you rather than trying to i don't know invade without the full force of dragon fire behind them so if you get out and start swinging we'll be able to shut the door behind you without much problem got it sounds got it good sounds good so they do have a dragon so at this point (laughs) you've arrived at a wooden door 
uh, and the three priests, uh, you see them unlock the door and swiftly enter. Uh, give me a perception check really quick, all of you. Joe, uh, can I roll everything I'm about to do with disadvantage? <laughs> you don't want to do that. You don't want to condemn yourself to that. Okay. I will give you, uh, give me a constitution saving throw and then give okay. me your number. <laughs> Eight was my constitution saving throw. Um, in that case, you're continuing to roll for disadvantage for the time being. Uh, how, about, how, about, how about this, Joe? How about we do, I roll disadvantage, but I also roll a con saving throw each time, not on disadvantage, just like a normal one. And then, and if I ever get it, I get sober enough to survive. 13. Uh, 16. It's a three for me. <laughs> yeah, Joe, that's going to be six. Morlinde, uh, you glance in to see what you can see, but you notice that a screen is set up behind the door to like barricade you from viewing any more than a couple feet inside. So who knows what they're hiding in that room. Z starts up again. Uh, he says, so this is where things get more complicated. They're inside commencing a ritual, which will result in all three pairs of hands stuck to the honeycomb. They can't put it down. Wait. You've got to do all the hard work, like, I don't know, murdering dragon lizards and opening doors and stuff like that. Only when the priests <laughs> deliver it to the altar are they able to put it down. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That's really impractical, but okay. So it's an escort mission. It's magic. Everything's impractical. Grimton wasn't really paying attention to what we were saying. He was kind of just like sharpening the edge of his blade. Grimtain kill kobolds. Staring off at the idea of kobolds? At the idea of kobolds. <laughs> thinking about kobolds. Thinking about the best ways to kill kobolds. Starting to salivate. Again, the door creaks open, revealing now the back of a priest whose bobbles and bells flop back and forth as he shuffles to squeeze a, like, pig-sized slab of honeycomb through the door frame Pig sized uh two other gnomes also in their bright purple and yellow uh follow their hands sticky as a full-on grasp this juicy treat uh they look at z and give a sharp nod and jingle their bells i'd like to point out that if that piece of honeycomb is pig sized it's already a struggle for them to carry um because like they're small yeah um <laughs> Like, S-M-O-L small? Yes, S-M-O-L. Like, I'm definitely imagining them, and, like, no no surprise that they have to two-hand this thing, because it's huge compared to them. Well, at least it's only kobolds. Kobolds are, shouldn't be that difficult to take care of. It should be easy. Yeah, they're gonna be fine. So, Arik's doing this thing where they're, like, they're literally thinking, like, what would Briston do? And, like, imagining this sort of, like, hyper-masculine bravado that's not necessarily actually indicative of Briston's character is uh, indicative of Ulrich's drunken view of Briston's character. Like, think back to the scene where everybody just, like, fell into the Underdark. It's like yeah. that. That's how Were you cuddle-puddled in? Yeah, that's that kind of, like, blind confidence of charging into a situation is how Ulrich is, is trying to view everything that they're doing here. Starwipe over to an incredibly thick tangle of vines that you're looking at. And one by one, you see it unraveling and single strands peel back, displaying layers and layers. Uh, this thatchwork is feet thick, behind which is a pair of barred steel doors. 
you see a small glass eye, bright green. Z leans up forward and puts his face against it. Mmm. Yep, there they are. Just watching and waiting. Surprisingly alert. You know, I was half expecting them in lawn chairs. And he turns around to face you and the priests. Well, I pulled this lever. The seal cracks, the doors open, and the game is on. The altar is just a couple hundred feet into the village. Uh, we won't open it again until we see you through the eyeglass. Any questions? Nah. Nope. Are we here to talk or <laughs> kill kobolds? And I'm all out of talking. Yeah, Grimton, let's kill kobolds. I just look at Alaris, like, rubbing my forehead because I know what we're about to get into. <laughs> Uh, Alaris, give me an arcana check. 19? Uh, you're able to obviously understand that uh, the nature of the magic on that glass eye is divination magic and can probably reasonably guess without too much effort that it is a conduit for the spell clairvoyance, which allows you to mm. see other spaces. Right. Um, so Moralindi is honestly just tired of their crap um, and by their crap, she means the drunk crap. Alaris is um, your only companion. <laughs> and wants to look through the spyglass. Um, so she walks over to it and peeks her way through, ignoring everybody else. Yeah, you uh, press your face to the door and peer into the glass eye, uh, which blinks to kind of give you like a butterfly kiss. Oh. Uh, and your eyes reflexively close, startled, and then open to a top-down view of an area presumably on the other side of this metal barrier. Um, That's cool. You see a dozen lizard dragon humanoids. Oh, spirits. Who are mingled in a clearing, uh, some of them with daggers, others with slings. Three or so carry spears and rough shields. Three others look far more attentive than the rest, and they have... Uh, scrappy faux leather wings mounted on their backs and wear amulets featuring a shiny red scale. Oh, buddy. Joe, will you give us a demonstration of how they sound when they talk to each other? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you. That is exactly what I wanted. Shout out to the like the very first game of D&D. Joe's first D&D yes. character. Joe's first D&D character was a kobold that he played as an NPC. Like, he was just sitting in on a session. His name was Grubs. So yep. shout out to Grubs the kobold. for being Aww. incredible. And for starting it all. That was 2012? Yeah, circa, circa 2012, I think. Um, wow. So, Sarah, do you have anything to report? Or yeah, one day? Um, hey, guys, there are uh, 12 lizard people out there only and some of them have wings <laughs> we and so got this maybe you should drink some water we i think they've got this <laughs> we've never let grimton go ham this is our time to let grimton go ham grimton uh, i imagine that you carried with you a uh, a flagon full of ale oh just yeah to go <laughs> absolutely so z now grips the lever and then gives you a glance of good luck and yanks downwards. You hear a clank somewhere deep inside the steel doors as they swing open. The lot of you see exactly what Morlinde saw. A dozen lizard dragons, kobolds mingled in a clearing, daggers and slings, others with spears and shields, uh, and the few with faux leather wings 
Everybody roll initiative. Okay, so the explicit goals given to you were one, protect the priests and their honeycomb, and two, escort them to the altar. Okay, why did they not just wait until we killed all the kobolds and then do the ritual? Because that would make this just a normal fight versus a protection fight, and Joe wants interesting mechanics. I'm gonna come out swinging, guns a blazing per se, because it's a bow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is potentially gonna be another one of those situations where I envision myself in flow state, where depending on how I roll, what actually happens may be vastly different. So first, I'm gonna roll a con saving throw. I rolled a nat twenty, so there went all my fun. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm like clear-headed enough, at least, to the the idea of combat like drains any sense of intoxication from your mind. And so I'm gonna just like make the first one I see my mark, and I'm gonna shoot at. Do it. you want that to be uh, a dragon shield, just like a regular like dagger kobold, or one of the faux winged kobolds? Well, Joe, let's roll something with a multiple of three and decide that. So I'm gonna roll a okay. I roll a d6, and if it's okay. one or two, it's the first thing you said, whatever that was. Regular guys. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Thank you. Dragon shield Dragon guys. Shield, that was the one with the armor. And then winged guys. Winged guys. Okay, so here we go. That's gonna be a three. So I believe that means I'm shooting at the dragon shield guys. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that you're shooting at dragon shield one. My base roll was an 18, so I'm probably going to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. And I made him my hunter's mark. That's going to be 12 damage, Joe. I come out of this gate, literally coming out of the gate swinging. It's one of those like smooth draws of the bow up from like the side of where my quiver is, and then a release, almost as if I didn't stop moving. And it takes this uh, armor kobold square in the shoulder. Uh, initiating the fight at that the first of the three kobolds and faux wings um jump out and shout something fierce in uh kobold versions of draconic Uh, and they immediately turn and run in a different direction to the west we'll say uh their wings apparently being merely for show and no use at all uh, and then the remaining soldiers clinch their spears and shields, still armed and ready for action. Conveniently, all three of these beasts rolled uh, a nat 20 for their initiative. So they're all just running in that direction, right off the bat. Alaris, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to pull out Flame Tongue. Nice. Say Abla. Uh, activate the Blade Song. Mm-hmm. Dance over to a Cobalt and Booming Blade. Boom that blade. That's going to be a 24. Oh, yeah, that hits. And it's a D8 plus a D6, right, Yessie? It's, I believe, 2D6 fire damage. Okay, so D8 for the normal sword and then 2D6 on top of that? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say that you run up to uh, Kobold number one, convenient, uh, who's (laughs) scrappy, dagger-wielding, uh, small guy and you nail it with booming blade uh, and absolutely murder it tell me what this looks like so like I, I walk up and I strike it and as I strike it this flurry of wind comes up and whenever it 
dissipates, the cobalt's just gone. I don't know about you guys, but the sound I'm hearing in my head for this collision is 100% the Super Smash Bros. baseball bat sound. The the, the ringing sound. Yeah like, yeah, like whenever you hit a critical hit. You KO them, yeah. And just bounce them off the stage. Bing! Exactly like that. And the cobalt just goes flying. Are shield and spear boys pretty close to each other? You can tell that, like, being grouped together is a part of their general tactic. So I'm going to shoot at the one in the middle. Okay. Um, hopefully. Does a 14 hit? Uh, yes. G who rolls low. Yay! Okay, nope, okay, okay. I lied. I'm just kidding. I was uh, lying before when I said that it hit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wanted to give you the slight That's tease of okay. hope. That's okay. I'm just going to sit here and not hit anything, like always. What did you not hit them with, though? Uh, I'm trying to make an ice knife that I can throw at them. Instead of, like, an ice knife, it's like an ice butter knife. It's basically an icicle, and, like, I throw it at them, but it just, like, hits the guy's shield and just, like... So, Auric, I, I, like, quickly loosed one arrow, and in the same fluid motion, I'm going to try and loosen an arrow with the exact same guy. It's really one shot, like... Um, in terms of like how time actually passed, but it's now it's my real turn. So uh, now to clarify, Joe, now that I've saved did a constitution saving throw, I don't have to keep doing it. That was the one save, and now I'm sober enough to fight. In fact, you are incredibly sober. That flow state that you were talking about uh, with dancing, that, it, that that is where you are now. Like all of all of your intoxication energy is focused on this session. Good, because I rolled like. 25 or something. I rolled 17. Dang! Uh, and I add a hilarious amount to it. Oh! I did, uh, I accidentally dealt max damage on that one. Um. Accidentally. Nice. Yeah, so that's gonna be 18 damage for the same guy. Okay. You draw back, uh, the bow and release at one of these, um, spear and shield sons of bitches and it lodges into the shoulder of the dragon shield, and it snarls back. <laughs> These kobolds, uh, who again are all basically have the same initiative point, are going to run up to uh, the first person in line. Um, and I'm going to say it's Auric because it's me. I yeah, you had ambuscade, which would like require you to be in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Cobalt number two, because you already killed number one. Oh, I didn't Sorry, even... Zach killed number oh, one. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't get to flavor killing number one. <laughs> uh, is to try to attack you, Steven. Sorry. Attack you, Rick. And is going to roll a seven and an eight, which is a bummer, because even though they had advantage, they missed. It's going to be Cobalt number three's turn. Dang. The high was a 21 to hit with their dagger. That one will hit. Prepare for a lot of damage. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Six, Six. damage. Okay. Uh, the flavor I'd like to add to this is like, I see them. I am not done yet, I'm sorry. sir. I wanted to flavor my dodge and then the damage I took, but that's okay. Oh, give me a second, because we still got a bunch left. No, buddy. Um, another kobold is going to run up and also try to attack you. It's going to roll a 17 to hit? Question mark. 17 will hit. Nice. Um, prepare to die with four damage. Another, the fifth of the kobolds is going to run up and attack you. He's rolling a net 20 and he's going to strike you with, uh, with a slingshot from a distance and do six bludgeoning damage. Oh man. And finally, the last of these kobolds, the sixth of these little weak boys 
is also going to launch a missile at you and is going to miss. It's going to go far off to the side. Tell me what this looks like as this barrage of dragon lizards comes and attacks. So despite my like apparent sobriety, I still misjudged the situation in terms of like how successfully I would be able to navigate it. Um, so I come in and I'm like, yeah, and I like loose those two arrows and they just like lodge themselves into that one guy. And I'm like, this is gonna be great. Uh, and then I smooth, smoothly and lively dodge the first attack, and I'm like, I've got this. And then I just get like pummeled by the rest of it, it's just like, <laughs> like completely, completely in the face of what I was trying to go for. Also, that that slew of damage hurt a lot. Uh, so I'm assuming these dragon shield ones are the biggest ones. Correct. So as the doorway opens, I like spot them and decide to one, put my shield like on my back and two hand my radiant sword for the extra damage. And I'm gonna like take my beer. Is that is that dwarven? Yeah, damage. <laughs> damage. I'm gonna take the beer and just like hold it in my mouth, just like in my teeth. <laughs> Now, wait, to clarify, are you holding the rim of it, like, as if you could tilt your head back and drink out of it? Or did you, like, turn your head sideways and your teeth are gripping the handle of this flagon? <laughs> the former. Okay. I just wanted to wanted to make sure I definitely had this mental image correct. <laughs> I'm going to do a pushing attack with my Radiant Sword. So, 24 to hit. Uh, 24 to hit will hit 16 damage are you gonna attack the same one that arik's been attacking uh sure tell me how you kill it so as i'm charging and like rearranging my equipment i notice an arrow fly past my head and hit this thing in the shoulder so i decide then that like that one's the one that's going down first and when i get to it i two-handing this sword and instead of treating it like a slashing apparatus as it is being like a radiant sword, Grimton is just more used to like swinging it like a bludgeoning weapon. So he's just like baseball swinging at these things. I imagine it like breaking through his shield and like cleaving into his shoulder. As you attack this spear guy, uh, one of its comrades who are flanking on either side of you now begin to attack and the first one is going to roll. Um, it should be noted, listeners, that I realize that the kobolds have sun sensitivity. All of this is happening in the shade of a forest, so meh. It's not in a desert. <laughs> they don't have no, disadvantage. I just assumed it was happening like pretty late because we had just been like drinking and ha! Drinking pish posh. It's like noon right now. You didn't realize that. We've been day drinking. Wait, what? You have been day drinking. Day raving. Do you have been day raving? Gnomes go hard. Gnomes go hard is the tagline I need in my life. Oh my god. That would make a good bumper sticker. One of these dragon shields is going to make a spear jab at you, Grimton. 20 to hit? Tie goes to you because I put my shield down. Aha. And he's doing it with two hands. It should be noted. Where's my D8? For a total of three damage. <laughs> but he does get multi-attack. So ha. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, the second one is, if a 20 hit, then that one's definitely going to hit. It was like a 22 or something. Is going to do a second jab. That's five damage. So now, 
the next one on your other side is going to attack you from behind. 19 does not hit, correct? No. This is going to miss the first one. It glances off your armor. Then the second one with a 22 will pierce between your scale and is going to roll a 9 piercing damage. I'll use my reaction after he misses the first attack to use my repost so I can make a melee attack against him. Yes. Adding my superiority dice. 20 to hit. 20 damage total. Uh, It is the priest's turn who... The lot of you, Sans Grimton, who's definitely preoccupied in uh, direct combat, notice walking swiftly, uh, trying to run but unable to because of their hands full of honey, in just a forward direction, and you look up to see a stone circle on the ground among the trees. Oh, you know what? I should paint this scene more. So, the the view of the Davrama... Uh, village that you get upon exiting Haven is of uh, very tall and wide trees that they're probably, I don't know, five feet in diameter, which is pretty substantial, with three foot tall doors connecting down to the roots. Um, You could probably do some deduction pretty easily to figure out that there's, they've kind of got a bigger on the inside spell going on. Uh, yes, um, the T-A-R-D-I-S. Yes, the T-A-R-D-I-S spell. Uh, also, the uh, tint from Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire spell. Yeah, that's where my brain went. Right. Well, yeah, because J.K. Rowling. Because yeah. Sue is J.K. <laughs> Rowling. Is... Also, Sue is BBC, question mark? Who owns yeah. Doctor Who? It is BBC. Yeah, it's definitely BBC. You also see like a, a winding gravel path that is connecting all of these uh, village houses together. There's there's definitely a bunch of lush gardens. Oh, you know what? Actually, I wrote all this out. This is nice. Worn footpaths wander through thick trees that teem with heavy magic. Uh, expecting huts or houses but seeing none, you look for any sign uh, that, that there could be a village here. Uh, then you notice small doors at the base of each trunk, maybe three foot tall at the head. And even though they are painted with bright sunny yellows and deep magentas, uh, and other colors. If you hadn't been looking, you'd have glossed right over them. Uh, man, I should have looked at my notes before. And the priests, you see, headed off in one direction into this village, uh, this collection of trees, to uh, what appears to be like this megalith altar sort of situation uh, in the middle, probably 50 yards away, question mark? It's going to be the winged boy's turn. They are running, and these winged kobold mages are hurrying to what looks to be uh again off to the side a barren circle of dirt with a short bottle in the middle that glistens with some sort of fiery content uh it is maybe some 20 yards away from the main gates uh to haven but to those with an arcane eye this is clearly some sort of uh, prepared ritual circle. So, Alaris, you would know that. With a quick assessment of the situation, uh, Alaris, you, and only you, because you're also up in the initiative, also you're the only guy with serious arcane training, can guess that those winged kobolds will be able to start whatever debauchery that they're up to within the next few seconds. R.E. next round. R.E. is not the right word. I.E. Um, next round. They're flying towards this ritual circle. Well, they're running towards with their fake wings. 
How far away is it from where we are? 20 yards Not or very so. Far. So I'm just going to vanish and then reappear in the circle, the ritual circle. Misty step. Go all 60 feet. And and they and how far away are the kobold priests? Half that, 30 feet. All right, then I'll teleport to them. Okay. Teleport right in front of them. Then I'm going to booming blade one of them. Boom. So I'm just going to appear and go from Ow. nowhere. Alaris ex nihilo. From the top rope, <laughs> really. RKO out of nowhere. Uh, does a 17 hit? Uh, a 17 does hit. 11 damage. I'm going to call the one that you just hit uh, Winged Boy 1. And he is encased in some booming energy. He is encased in some booming energy. Uh, dear listener, uh, please note that we've been calling uh, all these kobolds boys. They're not necessarily all boys. I'm using <laughs> boys as a general term for like cute, harmless thing. Boy um, spelled B-O-I. Yeah, yes, like a, boy like spelled a, B-O-I, not... Like calling a dog a good boy or a round boy. Yes, yes, exactly. Like the round boy. The meme, yeah. the meme sense of the, of the word boy, not the political, gender, cultural term boy. Right. Anyway, um, Morlinda, your turn. All right, so um, Morlinda notices um, Alaris, what was it called, Misty Stepping? Misty Stepping. Yep. Uh, Misty two-stepping his way over to... Um... Oh, you are getting into that <laughs> dance, huh? <laughs> uh, Misty two-stepping his way over to uh, the uh, the winged boys. Um, and she sees them running towards something. She's not really sure what's going on there, but she decided early on those guys look like trouble. So um, whatever they're getting into is not something she wants them to get into. So she's going to try and create some difficult terrain between them and the... Um, Ooh, whatever very that good. Whatever thingy is over there, that bottle with stuff in it um, yeah so now i have to figure out which of my oh there it is that spell i which my spells is difficult terrainy and it's entangled so let's see if it works E N T A. thanks for spelling that for us i have to spell it in my head can misty stepping now has a somatic component that is a dab so it's dab oh it's two stepping in my head so you got it you got the the, the little redneck man singing the instructions on how to do the dance to you. Because I'm not doing this at people, I don't have to roll against anyone. Mm-hmm. Right? I can just Correct. do it. Correct. Right. Okay, so I'm just going to do it. So in the space between where um, the the wingy boys and Alaris is and their weird circle-y thing with the bottle, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to make a bunch of weeds and vines sprout out of the ground and it's going to be in a 20 foot um square just like bam actually i don't really want it to be a square it'll kind of be like a a wiggly circle thing because like a square would be very weird um and and the vines are also like kind of like wiggly like move like like they move around a little bit they're not just like vines that are there they're like they're dancing think think, (laughs) yeah Fine. The theme They're of dancing. this recording like, session like is dance. The, the, They're two-stepping vines. The the the, the kobold creatures <laughs> the are like, vines. oh how fun as they like step into this, like. <laughs> oh, this is great. What a fun shape, like, like that's. <laughs> wow, yeah, they take note. <laughs> that's why it's difficult terrain. They have to like dance. They yeah, appreciate all of it. Right. Yeah. They have to do the dance right. Um. So you destroy all the fun landscaping and gardening that 
uh, the gnomes have done by creating this... Uh, I'll fix it later. <laughs> by creating uh, dancing tangled weeds, making the space between the winged kobolds and their uh, dirt circle of debauchery uh, difficult terrain, which will cause them, and keep me on this, um, that will delay their arrival by one turn. So instead of uh, arriving there on their next turn, we'll uh, arrive there two turns from now. Yeah? Okie dokie. Sounds good. Ulrich, your turn. Um, you are in combat with one of these dragon shields. That I have not yet taken down, correct? Correct, yes. Where am I in relationship to Grimton? Uh, behind Grimton substantially, but still able to get a shot off at most of the kobolds and both of the dragon shields. Okay, I'd like to get said shot, and then uh, I want to run up and be next to Grimton. Okay. I'm going to shoot at the same one I've been shooting at for mm -hmm. uh, 24. 24 to hit, we'll do it. Man, I was talking trash about this tiny dice as my stand-in, but like, dude, I've been getting rolls, man. Um, I don't think we were recording for that. Steven, uh, what's the situation with your dice? Oh, I can't find my really awesome, amazing Dark Silver Forge Cthulhu Gold set. And so I'm having to use, like, plastic ones that I already owned, one of which is one of the tiny D20s. And I was definitely talking trash about it before this session because my Dark Silver Forge amazing Cthulhu Gold set is my favorite. Um, you know what's really funny is I feel like I remember you getting those tiny dice and being really excited about I them. I also at the remember time. this. Yeah, at the time I was very excited, <laughs> like, but like nothing compares to anything Dark Silver Forge makes because everything they make is incredible. And yep. so these these quickly became the leftover dice. I realize I'm like going a little hard making this as a commercial for Dark Silver Forge because but it's because I Is it? I genuinely love <laughs> their products like oh my gosh guys if i could afford to just like drop money on owning every single set i would because they're awesome but uh, the good news is that everybody in advantage has every single set yeah well, but well, well I us don't. as individuals do not have every single set but like the entire cast has seen touched held in our hand uh every single one of their beautiful cast zinc alloy yeah. dice sets they're approximately what five and a half times heavier than your standard chessex dice and believe me you can notice when you hold it in your hand and i can only imagine steven as you hold that tiny little d20 that's like what wah, maybe wah. maybe like half an inch across i i feel neutered i'm gonna be honest like <laughs> these sorry <flaccid laughs> all of your pride has been taken away <laughs> um but anyway <laughs> uh, what, what, what am I doing? Oh, I'm attacking. So I, I, I succeeded in the attack. Um, Correct. Boom. Um, Twenty-eight. Or no, sorry, eighteen damage. It's going to be the uh, big old group of kobolds uh, who had previously attacked Alaris? Question mark. Who are they going after? I've been attacked at least once by several things. Ulrich. Yeah, that's right. They are going to continue trying to assault you. Ulrich, uh, as they are grouped right up on yo ass. These first three are going to be with their daggers, followed by the slings. First one's going to roll a 19 plus stuff that will hit. Again, stabbing you with a spear is going to roll a six piercing damage. Jeez. 15 plus four, 19 total. That hit. 
Yes. Five piercing damage onto the next creature. That one's not going to hit. It rolled a nat one and a six. It's going to try again for a 16 plus four, so a 20, which will hit for five piercing damage. That roll's not going to hit. The same kobold's going to make another attack, which is not going to hit. Now, for some slingshots from distance. These two slingshots are going to be hurled over Grimton uh, to try to hit you. But are they, though? But are they? Because I'm cursed. Oh my god, you're right. Wait, what? <laughs> they're going to try to. Grimton's cursed. And they're going to oh, take a hard that, right. That, that shield thing? Oh, the stone in the God. sling launches overhead and then is propelled swiftly down into Grimton. And remind me what your curse requires you to do. Does it just like any attack or do you have to make a saving throw of any sort? It's just like the attack was made against me rather than... Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to hit then. And then um, the next one is going to try. That's an 18 plus 4, 22... That one hits. Uh, as it tries to hit Auric but fails and hits you, that's going to be four bludgeoning damage. Are Ooh. you dead yet? No. I hope you're dead. <laughs> I would like to wince in pain, but like like mocking. <laughs> what pain. does that mean? Like you just did quotation oh. marks. And then like to tip back the the flag. What is it? Tankard. You take another swig, and then I'm gonna take another swing at one of these dragons. Cool. Preferably the one that I dealt, like, 20 damage to with my repost. Yeah, deal. Yeah, that's 25 to hit. Uh, 14 damage. You, you deal a significant blow with uh, the Radiant Sword as it slashes through the shield of this kobold, but it is not yet dead, merely stunned by uh, the shock, and you can tell that he is about to go. Does the Radiant Sword have a name? I don't think so. Lightsaber. We talked about this. <laughs> Gorbring's sword. If it was, yeah, it would be Gorbring, like named after my grandfather, because it sprouted from the hilt of one of his old swords. Just Gorbring's light. Yeah. Grimton, the dragon shield that you did not hit is going to attack you now with its spear and make a jab. That rolled a nat twenty, my friend, on its first attack. Which where's my d8? There it is. So that's nine piercing damage. And it's going to do it again with a 16 plus 3, 21. Nope, sorry, 19. That That's not going to hit, correct? And I'm going to use my reaction to repost. So I like that you just knocked this guy out and immediately uh, get hit, but then turn around and react. So he hit me the first time, mm -hmm. and he was going to try to attack me again, but I, like, held his spear down, and I'm going to push him towards me and then, like, use his momentum to baseball swing at him again with my sword oh love that yeah for a 23 to hit absolutely 14 19 damage feels nice rolling an extra die for damage but i can only do it like four times i am so excited he gets level six for like tons of reasons and one of them is Look, to deal lots and lots more. once i hit level five fighter i get an extra attack and that is the bees friggin yeah, nice. I get an, I get an extra attack at level six for Blade Song. I haven't looked ahead because I'm not good at my homework like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I have. To no be fair, I didn't actually assign level. homework. It'll be a surprise for all of us. <laughs> so this dragon shield is also stunned. The first of the two that you had nearly killed, uh, its turn, uh, and is going to with its last uh, dying breath try to make an attack against you 
Uh, that was a 13, but it gets a multi-attack. Yay! That rolled like a 7. No, it fails at both of its moves. Since I'm in like a very compromised position dealing with the other one, it's like meekly trying to poke at me and just like bouncing off my press breastplate. Um, the winged kobolds now are in a, uh, a big a bit of a situation. The first one is in combat with Alaris and is paying attention to him, uh, while the other two are painfully working their way through these uh, dancing brambles and difficult terrain. They are doing their best to match the rhythm and wade through uh, without being jabbed in all sorts of uncomfortable situations. Uh, Alaris, it's your turn. There's one directly in front of you and then others uh, like 15 feet away behind. Uh, this winged kobold in front of you is going to create three rays of fire and hurl them toward you. Um, which is that is a range pretty much attack? Like, yes, it is a ranged attack, but it's not in your direction. Don't okay. worry, Brendan. Um, and is going to make three... Wait, so he's doing a ranged attack like right in front of me? I mean... No, I got up right next to him and attacked him with my sword, Booming Blade. Oh, yeah, huh. In that case, uh, Alaris, were you going to make an opportunity attack? Of course. Does a 14 hit? A 14 does not hit. So this first attack is going to hit a 12 plus... So 16 to hit. Uh, it's a tie. Tie goes to me... This fireball is going to go directly into you for 10 damage. Wow. How indeed. Uh, and that was just the first of the three. The second one's going to miss, though, and it's going to go long. Um, the third is going to roll a 17 plus 4, so 21. And it's also going to roll that damage of uh, 7. Okay. Uh, Alaris, it's your turn. It's called Absorb Elements. Sure. Um, so it's a reaction spell. Um, capture some of the incoming energy. To lessen the effect on me, and I store it and push it back. Oh yes! It would. I give. I get resistance to the triggering type of damage, so I would take five and then two. Okay. Instead. That's fire damage. Yeah, fire damage. Oh man, and this then, is kind of like Black Panther. Yes. How the suit like absorbs all the kinetic energy and then gets released. Hey. Yeah. Sue us, Disney. I think they Disney will. will sue us. Not, Don't. Yeah. That I'm big. sorry. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> then I will. Use Booming Blade on the Cobalt again. A 21 to hit. Yep. Um, that's going to be 24 damage. <laughs> uh, tell wow. me how you kill him. What's this look like? So he hits me with these fireballs. And while Alaris gets a little bit enveloped with the flame, um, as a lot of it kind of just seems like it gets kind of absorbed, you get he gets this like slight red glow. And then you see him force all of that energy into flame tongue and the flames burn even brighter almost white hot booming blade happens again and it's much more of a like fire tornado nice as all of this fire energy just engulfs the the kobolds love that are, so are the other kobolds going to get there next round yes because they were going to get there that round and now they're going to get there another okay yep and there's no way i can stop them yeah i guess i'm going to chase after them Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're with us for episode 2.12. Let's cut to the chase. This is week two of a season-long series of raffles. 
The first five drawings are for hand-drawn rituals made with love by the cast, including a handwritten note on the back in order to charge your dice rolls with our love and uh, hope and blessings from the dice gods. Uh, Chesco Lynn won last episode, and I had the joy of getting to draw her ritual. This week's ritual uh, was drawn by Steven, and it is very, very cool. Also, very, very Ulrich. The final grand prize will be drawn on August 8th and will receive the Shadow Rogue dice set from Dark Silver Forge and a piece of merch from our shop. I have entered all contestants into a spreadsheet, assigned them numbers, and had Siri choose one at random. And this week, we would like to congratulate friend of the show, Dylan Reed, for his participation. Dylan, we will be in touch about how to get Steven's ritual to you. For everyone else, don't worry, your entries will carry over into the following giveaways, including the final raffle of the Dark Silver Forge dice. One way of entering is by sending a screenshot of your review of Advantage on whatever podcast app you use, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, whatever. There's a bunch of other ways that you can add your name to the list, all of which are detailed at the end of episode 2.10 or on our website at advantagednd.com giveaway. Finally, if you're not in the Discord, join our community there. There's a link in the description. They see all the news from the Darkmoor Podcast Network first before it's ever released anywhere else. This show is better with friends. I know I keep telling you that, but it's true. And the Discord is the place to find them. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. And congratulations, Dylan. I see Alaris chasing after those guys, trying to stop them. There's only two now, right? They're going towards something, he's chasing them. I'm still not really sure what's going on, but like, I clearly know they need to stop. Um, so I'm going to try and um, just paralyze one of them using hold person. So this will be for a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Um, and I rolled a five minus one, so well, that's definitely you did not, not make it. it. A so yeah, I freeze one of the one of the one of the winged boys. I don't do anything crazy. I'm literally just like looking at them. So nobody really knows what's going on. And then suddenly this guy just like freezes right where he is, just like absolutely frozen while the other guy keeps running. So I've taken a fair amount of damage. Yeah, what are your hit points looking like right now? Pretty low. I'm I'm uh, a little below ten. So here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, cause I, in the previous turn, I ended it by running up to where Grimton is. And so I'm gonna swipe the beer out of his mouth, I guess. It's where it still is. <laughs> uh, and just like take a huge swig of it. Mechanically, what's gonna happen is I'm going to trigger Guardian Shroud <laughs> and Cure Wounds. Flavor wise, this is gonna be a like almost Dragon Ball Z level like power up kind of thing where I go from being really weak to like I take this chug and then I'm suddenly just like <gasps> and I've got like all this bonus energy um, because Guardian Shroud is 2d6 plus my wisdom modifier and then Cure Wounds is 1d8 plus my wisdom modifier. So I'm going to get back 
Oh my gosh, really, guys? <laughs> Five. Not rolling so well for you? No, not for that one. I got back, like, out of all three of that, plus essentially two, I got eight. Um, but whatever, well, the flavor is still It's cool. because you're not rolling with your Dark Silver Forge dice. It is yep. exactly that. Uh, I, they ran out of coolness. How's your crit roll going? My crit roll is great. Were you charging those? Yeah. Uh, maybe the dice guards are just pissed that they're no longer receiving the chthonic energy from well, uh, Dark Silver. The the plastic doesn't hold arcane energy as well as the metal does. Mm, this is true, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that that's... Uh, I'm going to uh also draw my hex blade i am now holding the beer that's the important thing the kobolds who you left behind earlier are going to start like flinging their slings at you but are uh, they? they're gonna start well they are they're going to start slinging <laughs> them at you but they're going to be hitting grimton well except for that one which is going to miss it's going to glance off that is a 20 your dc is a 21 right it's 22 but i'm not using my shield so it's 20 bummer that's going to do three bludgeoning damage. You're hurting a bunch, I'm sure. I mean, it's adding up. Another one is glancing off of your armor. Another one is glancing off of your armor. Another one is glancing off of your armor. How many are there? Jesus. So many. And finally, the last one is glancing off of your armor. Grimton, it's your turn. How do you react to this barrage of hail from nowhere? Mostly unfazed. <laughs> <laughs> there are two thick boys left, right? Yep, T-H-I-C-C, boys. I'm going to use something that I've neglected like this entire time. That's a fairly early fighter feature, which is an action surge, which just gives me an extra action that I can use once between rests. And I'm going to attack the first one for a 21 to hit. And, ooh, 22 damage. That's a murder? That was, the second one? That was nearly max. Well, the second one... 18 to hit. Hits. Sweet. 15 damage. Murder as well. Tell us what this looks like when you dispatch both of these in one single swift move. So one of them, I imagine, like, I'm still holding on to his spear. I plunge my sword into his, like, through his shield. And then, like, the drawback while I'm moving it away, I imagine the other kobold lunging at me. And I swipe back and catch his head on the offswing and decapitate him. The priests, it's their turn now. Um, and you see that they are going to make it to their stone altar. Well, and... just one of them, because one of them's paralyzed. No, sorry. Nope. Dead. Nope. Your priests, the, gnome, the gnomish priests. Oh. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Are, with, with their uh, honeycomb in tow, um, are nearly to the altar they got one more turn and then they'll be there um we're gonna go to the winged guys uh wing number two is going to make his is it a wisdom saving throw it is wisdom uh that's 11 minus one so that's not going to save nope um winged boy number three is going to continue running this time uh to try to get there uh alaris you have an opportunity attack does an 18 hit uh an 18 does hit 15 15 damage nice uh it is going to complete its move by uh literally picking up the uh the file and throwing it down onto the circle and this file of flames shatters with a crash and spills out into the circle 
uh, runic inscriptions that were etched into the dirt light ablaze and begin spitting flares high into the air above the treetops. You hear the massive roar of a dragon echo across the forest, instantly yeah. putting you on edge. Damn you it. don't know how long you have to prepare before the terrible Mavroth asserts his dominance over the Davrama. Ah, shit. All they wanted to do was deliver some honeycombs. This review that we're about to read is from a complete and total goat. I'm just gonna put that out there. Like, you teach goats? I knew that you taught kids, but I didn't realize <laughs> that this is what we were speaking about. That pun was incredible, Joe. So this is a review by TC Evans Six. Um, I was so lucky to have Steven, Ulrich's player, find a job at the school I Aww. attend. He brought me under his wing and introduced me to this fascinating new world of tea and D&D. We do tea every morning. I have been invested in this show since then and have found myself eagerly awaiting each new episode. This truly is an awesome show and I recommend it to my friends daily. Keep up the good work, y'all. Thanks, TC. Oh, Guys, thanks. That, that like... Whew, that thanks, TC. No, that's incredible. TC, TC's great. He's a great student. Uh, he's gonna do great things in his life, so it's good to uh, good to know that that he genuinely appreciates this show. Um, he's a joy. He's my like one for sure tea time person. Him and his younger brother, they're always there. Like everyone else is a little more fluid, but not TC. TC and Tyler are always there. Aww. I don't know if you want to look at any of the other recent reviews. Dylan put up a new review today. Yeah, go ahead and read some reviews. Um, like, I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, Dylan WR, if you are wanting to listen to wonderfully paced, beautifully told story, then you have come to the right place. Advantage makes you feel like you're a part of the world that, that Joe, the DM, is telling. The cast is funny and easy to relate to, as well as contributing to a wonderful narrative. Advantage has everything you want from a D&D story. Great action, but also engaging side quest and just wonderful character dialogue. The world flows naturally where not just action occurs. Some of my favorite moments are when the ca the characters are just getting into shenanigans. Give it a listen and buckle up for an adventure. Buckle up. Man, well, wait till you hear this episode. Yeah. These <laughs> reviews, guys, like, what we were just talking about, like, in the break between recordings of, like, people thinking that what we're doing is cool, um... This is it, like, seeing these reviews. These people, we didn't ask them to. I mean, yeah, I know Joe says the thing in the episode every time, but, like, 
you know, like, there's no pressure really to do it. They just, like, took their own time to do it yeah. because they think we're cool. And, guys, that's that's a super humbling experience. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't get tired of it, and I am, like, amazed by it every time. I still think it's crazy that we have uh, Patreons. Like, like we have, do you, yeah. like, yeah, right. like, Patreon like, people, is so Shout cool. out to all our and, patrons. Like, yes, our, guys, shit. All the patrons we hang out with, like, before... Um, like before um, yeah before recording on the skype call or like the people who chat with us on discord like they are such cool people and i can't believe that we get to hang out with them and all this cool stuff just because we make a podcast and they're the real heroes here's a really fun specific review from uh april 14th that was left by james Mm -hmm. um it's (laughs) probably i don't know how many how many uh, emojis would you say that is uh of the the okay sign it is so many emojis. It's probably at least 70 okay sign emojis, followed by probably 200, 100 underlined, underlined emojis. Interesting. Uh, and then repeat, and then repeat. Um, so thank you, James, for your specific agreed. reviews. We understand. Uh, 100 agreed. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, and then um, Gavin M., who's Gavin Morgan, who uh, is the MC of the show uh, playing out of character podcast left us an amazing review. Uh, He says, Holy cow. I've binge listened to this amazing show and I've only been impressed by the character development narrative and the lore is more than excellent as well. Hashtag thanks guys. 100% would recommend this show. And I have too many people. And it is absolutely worth the time to catch up. Oh, my God. So, thank you, Gavin. We need to go check out person. his podcast. I, he's on our Discord, too. I haven't listened to his stuff yet. Yes, he is. That's Imagine, on my list. okay, his show, playing out of character as uh, it was originally pitched to me, uh, is like a space noir. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember I'm talking about that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, like, imagine... Uh, imagine Cowboy Bebop. In I love Cowboy space. Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is in space. Oh, I Never get Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop mixed up with... Um, actually, I haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. What am I thinking of instead? Cowboy Bebop is absolutely incredible. It has the most incredible soundtrack in the world. I do oh, love that. I, I own the soundtrack. I do too. I've, I've only seen like yeah, four I've episodes of it, but I've been the entire discography. Actually, there's a jazz club in town that like every... It, it used to be once a year, but now it's quarterly. They have a jazz band go play the whole ass soundtrack just because, like, it's so good. No shit? Yeah, I'll, oh I'll tell God, you if awesome. it happens. Shout out to the seatbelts. Yeah. I'll tell you if it happens another time. You guys hey, let's play D&D. Oh, no, hand me that there. I want to hand through. This coffee's <laughs> up. God damn it. <laughs> That's I gonna can't. be a really fun goof. I'm, can I, Joe? Can I have that? And I want to remix that. And that's the drop. Yes. This yeah. I'll, I'll cut that out specifically for you. God damn. Yeah. That's the drop right there, hey, guys. Hey, hey, Stephen. Can you give me a good beep, uh, a beep sound that I can dub over the beep? Fantastic. Thank you. Dub over the beep with. Um, anyway, what's fun is that just gonna be like four different beeps all in a row. Yeah, please. Make it okay, seem like okay, what okay. did Sarah say there? <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. I know she can't hear us, but I wanted to say it. Steven says hey. Hey, Aaron. Zach says hey. 
Yes, he says hey. hey. Sarah? Sarah also says hey. No, Sarah says hey. Hey. Hey is what Sarah says. What's that? It would be a distraction for you to stay out on the back end of the living room. I'm sorry, I... I that's why I asked. Thanks. Um, you should go to Daiquiri Daddy. What? So, Aaron, can you describe Daiquiri Daddy into the mic? I hope that's a person and not a place. Daiquiri Daddy appears to be a self-serve adult slushy restaurant with Cajun food, except... I don't know if it's a bar or a restaurant or anything. I see it on the Snap Map often. It's right across the street from yes. our apartment, kind of. <laughs> and I only see women twerking there. On Yelp, it appears that they never dim the lights. It's always <laughs> just bright fluorescent. Joe's touching my boobs. Um, really, she's leaning over and they're looking real I want to nice make right it clear now. that I'm very cute today. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Guys, Aaron's cute. I'm married. Yeah, Aaron, who the cutest. Anyway, it looks like a trash restaurant, and I might figure. Might. I mean, trash is so good sometimes, though. Aaron just got back from drinking. Also, everybody says that you're super cute always, oh, and Sarah yeah. affirms that trash is good she sometimes. Couldn't, she couldn't hear us. Oh, she couldn't hear us. <laughs> I always forget. Every time Aaron comes home when we're recording, I start talking at her. This, this is like <laughs> that one time that we periscoped and like I had the periscope yes. and in my brain everybody could hear everything but in reality everybody could only hear whatever I said so there's a significant portion of footage of me just sitting there uh, and just listening. And, and like <laughs> chuckling to yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically I'm saying yeah I agree haha <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, so um, okay. That's all these kobolds that. I love yodeling. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. I rolled in. Oh, man, I love these dice. They're rolling so well. Um, Dark Silver Forge, rainbow set. Yeah, roll super well. Uh, I'm going to say that, and I'm going to jinx the shit out of it. Anecdotally, roll super well. Yeah, I rolled an 18. 